0: welcome to the Prigya Arora show, where we discuss entrepreneurship and law with people who have been there and done that. My name is Prigya Arora, founder of PA Legal, an intellectual property law firm in India. And today we have a special guest, Stephen K., who is the co-founder of InventRight. Welcome, Stephen, on the show.
1: Well, thank you very much for having me.
0: Thank you. Uh, So, Stephen, let's start with something fun fun and uh, which is our warm up question. Who is your favorite fictional character in the legal field?
1: Well, you know, I really love that question because um, I could go back and date myself and and I love Perry Mason. And that goes back years and years and years ago. But also, um, I, I would also say today would be Matthew McConaughey. And one of, you know, he's always playing the lawyer or something. And I, I don't exactly remember the name of the movie, but he's so wonderful. I love to watch him in anything. But that that's such a wonderful question. But thank you.
0: So, Stephen, do you think there's a reality on television and, and in movies?
1: I hope so. <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, I think it's a little bit more complex in reality. But I think there's things on TV that pretty, that hit close to home. Yeah, I do wow. a little bit. Yeah.
0: Awesome. So now Stephen coming to you, can you tell us your life story and what gave you the idea to start Invent, right?
1: Well, um, yeah, that's kind of an interesting <laughs> story because I, I was just, when I was in my 20s, I wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do. And I was studying economics, which was uh, very boring at the time. And, and I just happened to take an art class and I found that I really loved to be someone that was creative. So I jumped off that ledge and started to create things. And I found that if I could bring together a little bit of business, a little bit of art bring them together, maybe I could come up with something someone might want to purchase um, and then that led me down a road uh, to learn a little bit about intellectual property to protect some of those ideas that I created. Right. And and that was by accident, because I had this one idea and I sent it to a very big company. And the first thing out of their mouths were, were do you have a patent on that? And that's when I panicked, like mm-hmm. everybody panics and realized I better learn as much as I can about how to protect my ideas. And that's how it all started. Now, InventRight was, was a, um, I wouldn't say an accident, but it kind of was. I realized that I was fairly creative and I knew how to license ideas. Um, I didn't want to start a company. I didn't think I had the skills, but I knew enough to come up with ideas that companies wanted and how to leverage intellectual property, right? And how to show a company um, an idea that I had filed intellectual property and that they liked it, they would license it from me. So I I learned a very uh, easy way to do it, I guess. And I started talking about it and people started listening. And next thing you know, we had a company.
0: Wow. Uh, Stephen, I know it's amazing to see, uh, like, while we are doing stuff, we are not able to comprehend what will happen in the future. But when we look back, it's like all the dots are connecting and making us do whatever we are doing right now.
1: Well, it surprises me that, you know, I wasn't very good at school. You know, school was very difficult for me. But I could see things very clearly somehow mm-hmm. and I see this process of creating things and filing intellectual property that matches up with what you're filing yeah to give you that ownership right to to do a startup to raise money to get a licensing deal that was very clear to me and still is today and I'm very fascinated by it uh it's complicated but it's simple too um, you know, most creative people, uh, would like to own what they create. Yes. Okay. So in simple terms. (laughs) Okay. So to me, it's very simple. Now, all the tools to do that can be a little complex, how you use them, because you can use them in all different type of, um, ways. And that's, I guess I like that too, because it is a little (laughs) bit of like a chess game and, and, you know, What do you need for this? What do you need for that to to give you that perceived ownership for people to want to work with you?
0: So, so, Stephen, uh, a question just came into my mind. Has it ever happened that an inventor is not ready to give away his technology for whatever money he's getting? And he thinks, no, I want the ownership, so I'll not not assign this IP to anyone else. Has it ever happened?
1: (laughs) Well... (laughs) Inventors are very interesting. I, I think I wish m- more inventors would become entrepreneurs in yeah. their mindset because you have to be practical kind of and and it's really business. Yes. You know, I look at I look at intellectual property from a business perspective. Okay. So even though I want to own what I create, I, I still realize I have to share it. In such a way to create revenue right yes. um if not it's just a hobby kind of so and i do like that you know business is probably one of the greatest art forms um and it's really cr- interesting in, in, i don't think people look at it that way business mm-hmm. is very difficult but if you can it's like beautiful music if you put the right notes together it sounds beautiful business is mm-hmm. like that too if you put all the right things together and it works Yes. It's amazing. And that's why I, I think I like it so much. And that's why I like um, looking at intellectual property from a business perspective, which is a little bit different than I think, than some people are looking at it from, I just want to protect it. it. I, I I think there's more to, to that. Um, and having fear that someone's going to steal it. I don't think that's the best approach to, uh, to have, I think you just have to look at how to use it correctly to get the things that you would want to get accomplished.
0: Yeah, correct. Stephen, I agree with you so much that you know business is a form of art because sometimes business is considered as oh my God, it's something very difficult. I don't know how how I'll uh, do business development product development client management and everything together but as you said it's a piece of art and when we you know place everything together in some structure in some play uh, format it's like music like if structure works a business is working
1: <laughs> yeah what's interesting about it i i wish that people would look at it that way a little bit yes. more and And I do know that um, intellectual property is probably confusing to a lot of people.
0: Yes. You
1: know, and and I don't know if a lot of people understand why it's important to have, (laughs) kind of, you know, or what is it? Why is it important? And someone said to me, they need to change the name. I go, what do you mean? Intellectual property? No one understands that. Change that name. Um, So it's. It's it's a very interesting um, world that we're, we're provided with these great tools to own our creativity, type of thing, yeah. you know? and and manage it and and license it and sell it and see it produced and see people use it and see the magic of of innovation. It's it's a it's a wonderful time.
0: Yeah. yeah. So Stephen, we talked to a lot of patent attorneys and. Um, regarding the process of patenting, how difficult it is in U.S., how it it is there in Europe, how it is there in India. But it's great to see an insight from the perspective of commercialization and licensing. So can you tell us a little bit more about the process you follow and how you basically take a licensing deal from point A to point B?
1: Okay, that's a great question. Um, I think today, many, many companies have embraced the word open innovation, meaning they're going to open their doors and they realize maybe we don't have all the greatest ideas that working with others with great ideas could move our business forward quicker. I think companies have realized, too, that to be innovative will keep them competitive. Yes. Right. So open innovation um, is really important to not only companies, but to inventors, to us. All right. So knowing that these companies need ideas from us to stay competitive, if not, they will soon probably go away. So that opportunity allows us creative people to put together our, our ideas and show those ideas to those companies. And if they like it, um, they will license or rent that idea from us and they'll pay us a royalty on each and every one they sell. Okay, that's really simple. I have an idea, I show it to you, you like it, you take it to market for me, wow. Hey, you know, and as an inventor, I don't have to do the heavy lifting, I don't have to do the manufacturing or the marketing, I'm just finding a company that is currently selling similar products on the market and they need new ideas. Now, here's where the disconnect comes out sometimes. Um, You have to identify the right company that is inventor friendly, that does want to work with creative people that embraces open innovation. You have to make sure you have a product for them and show them an idea that, that their customers would want. Okay. That's simple, but maybe understand a little bit about how to market it correctly, the big benefit of it. Maybe if it can be manufactured, at a price point, people would buy it, very important. And then filing the correct intellectual property to give that company um, the ability to have maybe um, an advantage in the marketplace. So you really have to do all these things right, although they're not hard to do. If you do them at a sequence, things don't quite work. But if you can do them all right, just like you know playing music, do all the things right, uh, companies will love you. And yes. I get to see at InventRight, um, probably more signed licensing deals than any company in the world.
0: Yes, You have students all mm-hmm. over the world,
1: and, but it's a simple process. Um, and companies, um, some companies want a lot of intellectual property, some companies want a little. Um, they would love to own everything that's kind of hard to do so they're practical too yeah so i think that business model of licensing you know your ideas your creativity um should be taught more
0: yes it's not
1: and um, i will be speaking at the world intellectual property forum which is basically held in In India, but I think this year it's going to be held in Bangkok. I will be speaking there and I will be um, talking. My lecture is kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be talking of how to write better patents, how to write patents that are marketable, how to write patents that the market wants, how to write patents that have value.
0: Awesome.
1: Yeah, because I think sometimes we file patents, but we don't really realize how they're going to be commercialized. Yeah. And so no one wins when that happens. Yeah,
0: I I love the idea. You know, we have to do uh, write the patent applications from the perspective of the market and from commercialization aspect. And it's it's so important to see a bigger picture at the starting step only because once a patent application is drafted, we can't go back and change it. It's done. <laughs> It's out there (laughs) and it's done.
1: (laughs) I'm so glad you said this because um, there's a lot of ways to kind of test the market demand. Got it. Okay, and it's not hard to do, but people just run out and file a patent maybe over fear when if they did a little bit more homework and realize, okay, is there demand for it, but also filing that patent that maybe has um, a couple other things. I like a patent to have maybe some manufacturing. How do I actually make it? I think that's missing sometimes. Or how do I make it to where it can be produced at a a price point people will buy? I think that's completely missed. Um, I think the right material selection is sometimes, I don't know if it's you're hitting the target, sometimes it's too broad. I, I think also, workarounds and variations Mm -hmm. um you need to protect not only your little invention but the innovation and so when you start to look at all those things you realize that really has value now because you're 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 doing much more than just filing on this one little thing you're kind of opening it up and you're giving a company the ability to expand to do line extensions to grow it so but I don't know whose job that is. It's not the <laughs> patent attorney's job because that's too much. Okay. Yeah. But it's that creator's job to collect that information and then give it to the patent attorney and go, this is what I need. So I, there's a, there's kind of this disconnect going on. It's crazy. <laughs> I, um, I do believe that it, there's some improvement that can be done here, I think. And um I just don't like to see intellectual property that's filed and it goes nowhere. Good. Um, I, I think that's a, an asset that's that's being wasted. Yeah, yeah.
0: I know it's it's uh, sometimes kind of sad when we uh, look like people get patents just to hand the certificate. <laughs> Behind them, and uh, they are probably of no value. Sometimes the claims are too narrow so that infringement can never happen, or too broad that it cannot be commercialized. <laughs> so, so yeah. Well, but then... we're,
1: we're we're talking the same language. I, I do think there's a sense of pride. Yeah. That comes with getting a patent at first. There, that, I feel the same way. I'm very proud yeah. and. But then again, there once you get beyond that. Yeah. And like this is business, right? And and you're right about being too narrow. Uh, you, you you hit the nail on the head. How did we really use it? Um, I I um, I've been involved in a packaging innovation, you can see on the back, and that's a That's a packaging innovation that eliminates the plastic rings on beverages that are terrible for the environment. And that packaging innovation was licensed to a very large packaging company, but it wasn't just the IP. It wasn't just patents that was licensed. It was more than that. It was knowledge. It was putting the right team together. It was giving confidence. It was all these things that build upon intellectual property but it still uses it but there's much more to it yes and so i think that's what i would like to start to share with more and more people of how to put the right pieces together so your ideas can be commercialized yeah
0: so you are doing this with your youtube channel called invent right tv so now coming (laughs) to Coming to that, how did how did you thought of starting it, and how do you innovate with the content and keep it alive for the audience? Well,
1: that was also by accident. Um, <laughs> I was um, asked to be on a on a TV show pilot for a TV show, and and it was a couple days shoot, and I went and I did it, and I saw the little commercial they made or whatever and I was terrible in it and and I watched myself on camera and I thought I have got to do a better job so one day I just told um James he's in my office I said James turn on the computer, t- turn on the camera and, and I'll just talk into the camera and he did it and one day we just put it up on YouTube and I wasn't really thinking that people would care um and now of course 800 videos later um we do it quite regularly yeah we do it we we like it we do it we try to provide good content um we have fun i hope people have fun watching it i know we have fun doing it and it, there's so much to do i mean this this is a topic that it's never ending Uh yeah. uh i had the pleasure of interviewing just today a. a a company a medical company and asking about innovation and asking about intellectual property and the whole process and it's fascinating that um where does innovation come from and how it's being developed and how does it work within a company and how to open the doors and so a lot of the stuff we bring over to the youtube channel we talk about it those experiences um, And I think people like it, and that's how people I think find me now is through the YouTube channel, which is really kind of a funny thing, since it was just kind of, you know, by by mistake. Yes. But uh,
0: Stephen, that is pure perseverance and consistency. Eight hundred videos—I can't even imagine that—and a, pe- a person a person's IP feel has so many videos on their channel. <laughs>
1: It's, um, we do, you know, 800 is like, gotta be kidding me. Um, we, um, like I said, it was just kind of by accident. We have a large audience, as you know, now, and, um, people find us now through the YouTube channel and, and we try to answer everybody's questions, but we have a good time. And each week I kind of make a list of things I hear, what, what people's concerns are and then um share it with everybody else and they seem to like it i guess uh we like doing it and but i've also written a thousand articles wow a thousand articles jeez. um and uh, over the last 10 years a million words a million words and and you know, I remember when I first started writing, uh, someone said, gee, you know, after about a year, you probably have said everything you need to say. And 10 years later, I kind of laugh because it's <laughs> like, I think we've just scratched the surface. There's a lot to say. And so, yeah, I, I like it. I, I like all aspects of it very much.
0: Well, what is the aspect which makes you happy?
1: That's actually quite simple. I like to see someone that has kind of followed what we're teaching or watch our video or read a book or read an article. And then they, they're able to license an idea because of it. Um, there was a gentleman. Yes. There's a gentleman that I was in Cairo uh, this year, speaking at an event called rise up. And, and I met someone that read one of my books and watched the video. And now his product is in fact, it's right there on the shelf. It's called the power lock. Is that the power lock? Yeah, the power lock? And mm-hmm. it sells around the world and he just watched the video and now it's selling everywhere. So I guess that's, that's what gives me joy um, mm-hmm. is watching others now, right? Uh, of course, I've been licensing ideas forever. So it, <laughs> I don't, it, you know, I, I've told that story many times but to see other people and, I, and see their um, their attitudes change right? And they're empowered, you know, they, they, they found the strength of, of creating and reaching out to companies and filing intellectual property. And I see them change from maybe being a little bit, um, a little bit fearful, a little bit insecure, a little bit doubtful to being strong. Wow. Yeah. So I get to see that. And I guess that's the greatest story. And I get to see it all the time. In fact, today I saw it this week. I saw it two times from, from, from two of our students. Um, so I think it's wonderful. Yeah.
0: Stephen, I think transformation is the, is the best gift that transformation is the best gift that we can give to anyone in the world. So you have been doing this and you are great at it. So I would like to thank you on behalf of all the inventors, uh, for taking that step and at causing transformation in their lives and their businesses. So thank you so much.
1: Well, thank you. I um occasionally, I have to tell this quick story. Someone um, from India, a teacher asked me if I would teach their students. Um, and I said, of course. And they were from eight to 14 years old. And I said, okay. And they were learning STEM and and learning how to code and stuff that's a little t- more technical than things I do. And and so it was on Saturday, it's on Friday night for me, Saturday morning for them. And and I remember um, I came on and, and all the kids um, didn't have their cameras on, it was on Zoom. Yeah. And I started showing them some of the silly things that I have designed from silly things to packaging innovations and and slowly the camera started to pop up and they could see that i was excited and i could see that they saw the world of it just opened their eyes of like i can do anything so um it's amazing that the world has gotten so much smaller right Mm -hmm. and i know COVID has been so hard on everybody and but it's brought us a lot it's brought us together too So uh, I don't think that would have happened um, for me to have that reach to people around the world through Zoom yeah. if it wasn't for for people kind of going indoors a little bit. So uh, it's kind of an interesting time, right? We can all kind of connect and we can work together and we can see our dreams come true.
0: Best time to develop relationships and connect with people. I think It's it's been so easy now and Two years ago, we used to travel the world. If I had to meet you, I'll have I had to take appointment. And oh, Stephen, I am coming to US. Can you give me half an hour of your time? And now it's like we are sitting on Zoom and chatting with each other towards a common goal. So yeah, that... I,
1: I I like it. You know, some people I guess haven't got used to it yet. But InventRight has been a virtual company since you know it started. Yeah. So we're very we've always been on zoom or skype or we're very comfortable with that and and we just knew that if we really wanted to reach more people we we didn't want to be at some location we wanted to be in the internet so it's kind of it's interesting how that's all kind of worked out because now you know we have students all over the world you know and and it's a much smaller place you know so it's it's worked out well yeah <laughs>
0: Stephen, now coming to you, like you have been so consistent, so persistent with everything. So I wanted to ask what keeps you on track and why, wh- how you stay motivated throughout your career?
1: Yeah, that's a very interesting question. Um, I guess I'm someone asked me, I showed a picture of one of my products that I was showing companies and all the rejection letters. And I put all the rejection, I kept them all by the way, I don't know why, but I kept them all and I put them on a table and the table, it was my dining room table and it's a very big table and it's, and I put them all on the table and everybody says, wow, look at all those rejection letters. Why didn't you quit? And and I said, I, I it, it didn't bother me, it irritated me um, that I needed to figure it out somehow. I was doing something wrong. So I don't get discouraged uh, very easily. Um, I, I get irritated um, and it, and I have to sleep on it, but I, I find I'm just curious. I'm so curious that it's never, it's easy for me to to, to be motivated because of my curiosity. But do I get discouraged? Uh, um yes, I think I do a little bit, not much, um, because one thing I have learned through this whole process, and it's some ideas are easy, some ideas are a little bit more difficult. You just have to be persistent.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. And and that's really if there's a magic to any of it, that's it. Yes. And 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 someone told me one day, um, just be the last guy standing. Because opportunity will walk by. yeah. So, so usually people quit too early. They just quit. And they don't realize if you're the last guy and there there comes by, you grab it. <laughs> and that's like, that, is that what luck is? No, it's just, it just means that you haven't given up. And believe in yourself and find other people that do too. And, and find your community and, and we can all support each other.
0: Yeah. absolutely i think uh, what you say uh, said is such such a beautiful message that for being persistent we we have have to be the last guy standing and opportunity will come up and second uh, most important aspect is the community if we have like minded people around us i'm sure everybody will push us to stand through to that point, and until we reach our goals, so we'll be standing if we have support from the community.
1: Yeah, we um, in event right, we have classes all the time where we get together and we support each other. Mm-hmm. And it's very important. And we tell stories of what's happened to you, and what's happens to you, and, and it motivates people, you have to find your community. If you do this by yourself, I think you'll go crazy. Um, and your spouse or your friends are only, only going to they only want to hear about your idea a couple of times and then they're going to go they're like stop talking about it so you you have to find um your like-minded individuals that love it too <laughs>
0: It's like a businessman speaking about business twenty four hours a day, and for for uh, people at home, oh my God, what what what? Why uh, don't you have a, another life? Don't don't you have any other thing in life, <laughs> any other better thing? <laughs> no, I love well, <laughs> you. Know,
1: you know what's really interesting about that? Um, I had a patent examiner hmm. Watched m- one of my YouTube videos. He called me yesterday and. He was so excited about the topic of office actions and what's going on at the USPTO. I mean, and, and I was excited too. And we were talking about it. And I said, thank you for calling me. And he says, I don't know who else to talk to about this. <laughs> and I said, he goes, I can't talk to anybody I know. They think I'm crazy. <laughs> so um, yeah, I think it's really important to, <laughs> to find um, people that understand it. They, they, they have um, they know what you're going through a little bit too.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, because at times you're going to need that support, right? Because it's it's not going to be easy and you're going to get a little discouraged and you need someone that's in your team going, you can do this, keep at it. Yes. And I'm a big believer in having building teams. Yeah, too.
0: So Stephen, now coming to our three to one rapid fire round very quickly. Uh, first is three things that you are grateful for.
1: Oh jeez! I would say um, um, I'm grateful that I have a wonderful family, but I'm also having a, a, an amazing wife. <laughs> okay, I would say that's number one. Um, I've been married for 33 years, so I, I think I'm have to be very grateful for that. I think also I just have good friends and a good community, right? I, I think I have to be really thankful for that, and and I think I'm also thankful that. Um, I'm at a point in my life where I think I can make a difference a little bit too. And I'm willing to, I want to give back and I'm thankful for the opportunity to be able to help. And, um, and I guess I'm really thankful that people even care. Um, I am always dumbfounded that, that they would even care, but uh, they do. So they motivate me. And so I, I'm grateful for everything in my life.
0: Yeah. Very much. The- friends, family, people, and the desire to help everybody. Great. So now two traits or habits that you think are useful for someone in our field.
1: Well, I I think, like we said before, you need to be determined. You need to be, I think you need a little, um, be able to have a little structure, even though you're creative, you know, out of that chaos, you need a little structure. But I do think the one trait is that's probably the most important is just being curious. Yeah. You have to be curious. You have to wonder why. Yes. And not be afraid to ask why or investigate or or um, look around and just have an open mind, right? And um, and listen to others, right? And uh, I, I think the curiosity, um I, I think one of the greatest things I, li- I like to travel uh, a lot and see other cultures and other things because it gives me, it really that curiosity of how things are done in different places. And, and I see some really amazing things that are really simple that I, um, but I also realize everybody's all the same. <laughs> and um, it always brings me back to everybody's all the same. And, uh, but it's the curiosity, I think is the greatest trait you need.
0: Yeah. So determination, structure, and curiosity. Yeah. <laughs> and now one aspiration that you have for the future.
1: Yeah. I still have big dreams. Um, it's, it's interesting. I was telling someone my career is just starting and they're like, God, you've been doing it forever. And I said, well, yeah, I, I knew years ago that if I found something I truly loved to do that, I would probably do it forever. So Uh, I want to have an impact, Uh, I want to tear down barriers for people, I want people all over the world to be able to share their creativity with the world. So that's my big goal today is how do I tear down the barriers. And I'm going to do that with education, I'm going to do that with showing by example, I'm going to do that by showing success. Uh, I'm going to do that by shining the light on others. Right. So yeah, I still have a lot to do.
0: I think, uh, again, I'll say that transformation is the best gift that we can give it to anybody. And tearing down the barriers is the most important element in that. I think if if that is done, we get an insight of awareness that, okay, we can do it. Now we'll figure out a day- way and we'll do it. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, Stephen, to conclude, can you share some key takeaways for lawyers and legal entrepreneurs, or any young entrepreneur
1: who would? Well, let's talk about the legal first. Okay, <laughs> yes. we'll start there. I would like to say, if if um, we we need to work together. Yes. You know, the creative person needs to work with their 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 legal team, and because it is a partnership. And mm-hmm. it's a partnership that if we both help each other become successful, we'll be working together for a long time. Yeah. So it is a partnership and it's not a short term thing. It's a long term thing. So my patent attorney, uh, John Farrell, I've been with him for over 25 years. Uh, I keep returning back to him. So it's a long term. So anybody, anybody in the legal field, if, if you're looking at um, to really increase your business, Find those people that uh, they're objective. Find the people that you can truly help. That really value you, and 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 they value you. Both value each other to help each other. So that's a um, that's a long term goal, and I think everybody's going to be successful. Um, The only advice I could give to inventors would be um, educate yourself. Right and and don't be surprised or learn as much as you can about the wonderful tools and about business and about all the aspects of all the big picture and and maybe there's things that you're you, that are kind of boring to you learn them anyway um, yeah and because at the end of the day it's all knowledge based you know yeah. it's not a problem of patents or prototypes or money it's a knowledge problem. So if you realize it that way, gather as much knowledge as you can and work with really great people and just realize you're going to make some mistakes along the way, mm-hmm. right? So, but keep at it, be persistent and uh, get, get, you know, toughen up okay? a little bit.
0: Yeah. So it's like gain knowledge and work with the right people. I think that are the most two important things that people should always have in mind, So, yeah, with that, I would like to thank you. Thank you so much for your time and for being on the show. Uh, I love the conversation. I love that we both speak same language. And thank you so much, uh, Stephen, for being here.
1: Well, thank you very much for the opportunity. I appreciate it very much.
0: Hey there. Thank you for attending today's session. If you enjoyed today's session, do follow our channel and consider sharing it with a friend. My name is Frigya Rora, daughter of inspiring parents alumna of IIT Khadakpur, engineer turned lawyer and entrepreneur, and now founder of PA Legal, where we help creators and innovators protect their intellectual property. Thank you.